I'm, I'm introvert naturally. Uh, so in the house, I couldn't open up to my parents about what I was feeling. And I was going through a lot, a lot. So a, a day happened, I think it was one Sunday and I felt I had to leave because I'm, I'm done living. Hmm. I didn't understand life much then. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty young. So I just hung myself and that was a turning point for me. Man, wish we never grew up. Me used to laugh with a dimple. But time has been moving fast, yeah. Life really ain't simple. Man, wish we never grew up. Me used to laugh with a dimple. But time has been moving fast, yeah. Life really ain't simple. This is the Adult Anonymous podcast where we bring you honest conversations and interviews from people living the everyday adult life through narratives, research, or simply storytelling, either from a known or anonymous guest. It is all about unlearning, learning, and embracing the different narratives of life. My name is Joey Ketia, and I am the host of this podcast. I am a writer. I'm a medical sonographer by profession and I am also a poet. In this episode, I have here with me one good friend. I have known him for so many years, Kinsley Kujo Entry, and he will be taking us through his story, how he survived suicide and how he thrived and how he has been nurturing his dreams. Do stay tuned and don't go anywhere. So in our world today, everyone battles with one form of mental illness. When we talk about mental illness, we have explained it in our previous episode as not just madness, as some people think it is, but every single one battles with one form of mental instability when it comes to anything that has to do with our mental health or our mental well-being. Day in and day out, we have people or we all experience some form of stress, some form of depression, some form of anxiety, some form of trauma. And these things put a very big challenge on our mental health. Our world also happens to be battling with one challenge when it comes to the feeling of emptiness. And for some people, they are not able to overcome it. Some rather in the end and their own lives and the interesting fact about being suicidal is it can happen to every single person it can happen to the rich it can happen to the poor it can happen to intelligent person it can happen to the dumb person it can happen to every single person it can happen to a christian it can happen to a muslim it can happen to an atheist every single person is prone to taking their own lives, especially in a world that gets chaotic day in and day out. We all remember Robin Williams, this celebrity who was known for his humor in movies, some years back took his own life. And we can continue to mention names upon names. And then we ask ourselves, what at all pushes people to that point? Today, I have here a friend who will be telling us his story. Um, I've known him for many years. Like we go back to, I don't know, it's been many years. We are all Americans 
from wonderful states, Alabama and Ohio. <laughs> so today I have him. He is Kojo Kinsley, Bozia Kojo NG. We've been planning to do this for yeah. like <laughs> so long. I know, right? I'm and so happy to be here today. Thank you. I'm also happy to have you. And having you here to discuss this issue is very important because especially in Ghana, mm-hmm. so many things are happening, especially like the, the youth. Yeah. They are battling with the pressure to show up, the pressure to be successful, the pressure to have money and drive in cars. And so if people are not killing one another like killing other people to get that money then they are killing themselves yeah look at what is happening in kaswa and mm-hmm. all those things recently i heard that uh, a student killed himself or something so it's really very disheartening and heartbreaking when you hear some of these things students or people that could have a promising future yeah. trying to attempting to end their life because the world isn't a nice place and all of us have felt that sort of mm-hmm. emptiness at one point in our life but what makes the difference is that some people are able to overcome it mm-hmm. yes and that is what makes your story a very unique story so today we just would take the the whole discussion into four package Okay. Being suicidal, mm-hmm. surviving, mm-hmm. thriving, and now nurturing dreams. Okay. So, Kweju, I want you to tell us how did it happen? Because you've even written about it. And mm-hmm. I think um, you, you've spoken to other friends. Like, people know about this story and how you overcame that yeah. um, attempt. Should I even say attempt? Because you actually, yes, attempt. Mm-hmm. You didn't die. That is why yeah. the attempt to um suicide exactly so yeah so i'm happy to be here today uh okay my attempted suicide happened in kumase uh, right after uh senior high school and so i wanted to be in the medical field i wanted to be a doctor it, it was a dream it was a big dream that i wanted to achieve and like after wasi i didn't get a grace to go to medical school and i wanted to go into nursing for that one i knew my grace would take me to nursing yeah. But somehow something happened and I couldn't also enter into nursing. Hmm. So I became depressed. And the first contact of the depression was when I called some of my mates who went to university. When I called them, some of them were showing me off. Uh, they were trying to make me feel that I'm not in their league now. Hmm. And what got me more depressed was that most of them, my grades were even better than theirs. And I got more depressed and I'm, I'm introvert naturally. Uh, so... In the house, I couldn't open up to my parents about what I was feeling. And I was going through a lot, a lot. So a day happened, I think it was one Sunday, and I felt I had to leave because I'm, I'm done living. Hmm. I didn't understand life much then. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was pretty young. So I just hung myself. And that was a turning point for me. That was a day... I realized there's there's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that was the day I realized there was God because I've heard of Jesus all my life, but I've, I didn't experience Jesus. Yeah. But I knew about Jesus. So, through the attempted suicide, when I was hanging on my roof, my soul went to another dimension that I witnessed Jesus. And he was the only name that I was mentioning in that dimension. And I came back to life after two days. And so, I went into coma for two days. And after that, yeah, life happened after that. 
when I came back, I didn't know I went to, into coma. So my mom told me about the whole scenario and it changed my life. That was the day I became a writer. That was the day I discovered most of my talents after that. And I didn't know wow. I could even write. Yeah. So when you hanged yourself, mm-hmm. who rescued you? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I had this friend in Kumase, Georgina. That unfortunate date that I hanged myself, she came to visit me. And her mom owns this shop around my area. Okay. So she went to the mom's shop and somehow something told her to come back to check on me. Mm-hmm. So when she came, my door was locked. And she was wondering why my door was locked because I was indoor. Mm. So she tried to look through my window, which was a sliding mirror. So mm-hmm. she peeped through the window and she saw me hanging. And according to her, I didn't see anything again. According to her, it took hours for them to break the door. Because it was stopped breaking the window. The window had this burglar proof mm. metal that you can't break into it easily. So they had to break the door. And according to her, when, when I recovered from it, according to my mom even called some of my family members that Angie's dead. Because <laughs> looking at the whole scenario, yeah. I was hanging there and she thought I was dead. So some of my folks in that crowd were crying I'm dead. And somehow I survived. I came back to life. You mentioned that it was after the recovery that you realized that you could write. Could you remember the first thing that you wrote down? No, Bob. Okay. After the recovery, I was writing almost every day. I was writing my thoughts. I don't know whether it was a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So I was writing, I was writing a lot. And this same friend also chanced on some of my writings. And she said, oh, okay, she did literature. I said, okay, this is poetry. Wow. I didn't know about poetry. I was everything about me was about science. Mm. So I remember she buy me an exercise book to be writing inside and within a week I finished the exercise book. And she was like, keep writing, keep writing. And I switched from poetry to writing stories. Mm. And she was buying me more books. Because I think I also got to know you mm-hmm. based on your poetry. Okay. And that was when you had won the, is it Pentasi? Yeah. That's how you call it, right? Yeah. The award. Mm-hmm. So I'll let you talk a little bit about the award. I think I saw the award and I was really thrilled and inspired. So I sent you a Facebook message. Okay. I wanted to look around and see if I can remember the first message that I sent you. But I remember I, I said congratulations or something and then we got talking okay. and then you even told me about the, um, uh, this FM station that we used uh, to go. Oh, I forgot it. <laughs> oh. Then you spoke to me about that FM station that you could get me to come and read some of my poems. There. Yeah. So I want you to tell us in the survival or in the thriving, how you heard about the Pentasi, um poetry, competition, and the whole process with winning. It, it took you to China or Japan? Uh, Philippines. Yes, Philippines. How did the whole thing come about? And how did you, how were you able to manage the experience and everything? Okay, so they saw my writings online and they said, okay, I was really doing well with what I was doing. Yeah. And they said, okay, they, they are putting together an award scheme to appreciate people who are doing well in poetry. Okay. And I was selected. So that's how I started. So the founder got in touch with me and and said that she, uh, he was monitoring. He has been monitoring me for some time now, and I cut for the award scheme. So that's how I got the award. Wow! Mm. And the experience, how was it? Ooh! So th- it also uh, reaffirmed my my belief in God because mm-hmm. I was just writing for fun. Uh, I wasn't writing to attain any award or any position i was just having fun with the poetry so getting that i got to know okay so people somewhere are also looking out 
to my poetry. They appreciate my poetry. Yeah. And it helped. It helped me to meet a lot of people. It helped me to to even learn more on the on the poetry. Yeah. You made us understand that you were a science student mm-hmm. and you didn't get medical school and you didn't get um, nursing. nursing as well. So mm-hmm. did you choose, did you consider any other thing after you surviving the whole suicide? Mm-hmm. And yes, did you choose any other course or program of pursuit? Um, so uh, after the suicide, I wanted to go into even fashion. So my mind was <laughs> going so many places. I wanted to even be a fashion guy. I wanted to sew clothes. And I said, no, yeah. okay, let me... So I was trying to just do something. I just got tired. So I went to IPMC for a year course just to fill in the gap. Mm. So one year, and I, I was developing interest in IT. So I had to go to university and also pursue IT. But in the nutshell, I wasn't so much a chooser about IT. I still yeah. wanted to be a medical field. But with time, the medical thing was leaving my system. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's 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 amazing how time helps you to like shift your focus from one uh, dream yeah. to another. Because sometimes you are so focused that okay, if I don't have this, there is no way I'm going to do any other thing. Mm-hmm. And I think the ICT that you did. Is now paying off today because of mm. the other things that you are doing now yeah. with the photography and video and the podcast and mm. everything. There is a great amount of computer knowledge yeah. in there that I think has really, really paid off. True. So now let's talk about Kumase. Now you're in Accra, but then how did you thrive in Kumase? Mm, so Kumase was a bit of after the suicide. The stigma was too much for me. Mm-hmm. So when I step out, people looking at me and me gossiping. and yeah. People didn't understand why at my age I should be committing suicide. They didn't understand why I should have even problems. <laughs> and after the suicide, I remember only one person in my neighborhood uh, was so bold to come to my room and even acknowledge me for even... Uh, what, how should I even put the word? He came to my room and said, okay, it's good that I appreciated my depression. Yeah. But it was bad that I tried to kill, kill myself. Kill yourself. And he even advised me. But majority of people, they didn't understand. And I, I didn't have the confidence again to even step out. Mm. So the day came that something just spoke to me actually. And my mom didn't know I was coming to a crowd for this long. Mm. So I lied to my mom that, okay, I was coming to do something for a week. But in my head, I was not coming back anytime soon. And since I left Kumasi, I'm here to return back to Kumasi. <laughs> it's been years, yeah, it's been, it's been years. So when you came to Accra, did you have a plan? Like, did you have somebody that you were going to look out, look up to? Did you have a place? Like, you just, like you said, you just told your mom that you were coming to Accra for a week. But mm-hmm. in your mind, you were coming to, like, nurture mm-hmm. your dreams or mm-hmm. have plans for whatever you want to do. Did you have some sort of like a hope or a support system that you felt you could depend on when you were coming to Accra? No, no. I believe so much in my instinct. I believe so much in my instinct. Something that has helped me greatly all these years. So one afternoon, something just spoke to me, leave. Hmm. So I just took a shirt, my laptop. Yeah, my shirt and my laptop. And I lied that I was coming to Accra to do something. And I, I had a chance to, I have a chance to go to my family house. So I just went to my family house and I said, okay, I'll be doing something for a week here and I'll be returned. I was lying to them. So I never returned and I didn't have any plan. I was just coming, like Abraham. 
like how yeah. God said Abraham should leave the house um. and go and settle somewhere. I was just coming in. I knew somehow I was going to survive. Either I survive or I return back to Kumasi. But it was quite challenging the first two months. I was always broke and my mom would tell me to come back home. Because back home, I can eat. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite comfortable home. No pressure there. But here I was going through a lot of emotional challenges. Yeah. And what motivated me was either I'm, I'm going to survive here and succeed or go back home and still feel crap. Mm. And I didn't want to go back home and feel crap. Because I felt my mom was more uh, more sad for me that I couldn't enter into medical school. Yeah. And I think at the time, at a point, she was also feeling disappointed in me that I couldn't go to medical school. Because mm. she had so much hope in me to be a doctor. So I, I couldn't stand that feeling of seeing her face and yeah. she feeling disappointed in me. So I had to survive somehow. And at a point, too, she tried to make me come back home. So at a point, I'll call and say, oh, my money is finished. I need money. She said, come back home. Like, come home. Yeah. And she cut that opportunity for me to be getting money from her. Yeah. And still, I wanted to strive here and make it happen. Mm-hmm. Wow. Somebody, there's this saying, I cry every day. Yeah. Like, I can't just imagine coming to Accra and not having any great support system yeah i mean both of us came to Accra. i came to Accra because my service brought me to Accra. at least when i was coming i knew that i had a place um a family friend from my father i had a place to like sleep and the national service too was paying some yeah. token so at least i had a i knew that i have a place to sleep and food to eat yeah. and i had money to uh, take me to work and back but just thinking of the fact that you didn't have any it's it's quite um how do i put it it's quite hard did did that um experience trigger another desire to end your life i don't know if you mm-hmm, get it mm-hmm. did you ever at a point had a second thought like why didn't i even die the last time or mm-hmm. have flashes of the thought but what scared me is that when I tried coming to suicide, what I felt in that, that dimension yeah. made me extra careful with life. Because nobody, so recently I was telling my friend that nobody on this planet can convince me Jesus isn't real. Okay. Because I, I'm not worshipping Jesus because somebody told me Jesus is real. Yeah. I've experienced something. And what I've experienced is, is quite realistic to, for me to sit up and do the right things. So with my, I have this opportunity to experience something that most people haven't experienced. Most mm. people are experiencing what they have been taught. So when the thought came to mind, sometimes it comes to mind during those days. But I'm scared that, okay, if I try to cancel and I die, I'm going somewhere that I wouldn't like. So that keeps me in check. But I had those thoughts. And fortunately for me, um, I'm honest with myself. I'm honest with my reality. So when I'm, I'm down and, and, and going to depression... I have people that open up to, that I'm not shy to open up to. So, yeah, I remember, I remember those days when I had no food. The hardest for Amanda, you know Amanda, right? Yeah, Amanda. Yeah. And Amanda will send me some coins and I'll buy Gary, I'll buy sugar, and <laughs> I'll be enjoying Gary soakings. And so recently, when I eat, I tell I tell my my team members that if I eat these days, that's one of the most the most uh, fulfilling yeah. things for me that. Okay, there was a time that I used to eat Gary a lot in Accra. Yeah. Every day I was eating Gary. 
and some cannot even have sugar to eat gary and these days i can eat three meals in a day and still eat more yeah and that alone makes me so fulfilled that alone is it's so much it means so much to me you see when you're talking about fulfillment this this afternoon i was thinking about something and i was like um there are certain things that people do uh for some people they might feel like oh it's nothing but mm-hmm. or some, there are certain things that happens to you and you you think of it and you are like wow mm-hmm. is this me yeah. like it brings you so much fulfillment yeah. so for me naturally i'm somebody who gives mm-hmm. so i find myself giving like anything mm-hmm. like i just find myself giving and sometimes somebody can send me out of the blue maybe a credit five cd or 20 cds or somebody could just buy something for me which i mean the cost could be something that i can afford yeah. but it makes me so happy and fulfilled that somebody thought of me to buy me something i yeah. mean the whole thought brings me so much fulfillment mm-hmm. and i can really really get what you are trying to explain because if you look back and gary and um sugar soakings was the thing that you depended on mm-hmm. and if you can even afford to buy let's say pizza or let's say fried rice because those are the food that yeah. in quote we think i think it, it brings so much satisfaction or you being exactly. even able to buy any food even if it's the same gary yeah. and you can buy it and eat not just because you are hungry or that's your only resource but the fact that you want to eat it yeah i think it's that feeling nothing really really can take that away from now let's go to nurturing dreams mm-hmm. now you have you published a book, yeah, which is Busiako, yeah. the bloodbath, and you have a podcast. Hey, this is Two Madmen's podcast, a new week, a new episode. Every midweek, we bring you informative discussion on issues you love to listen. Catch us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Podcast Addict, Rochester, all these platforms. Everyone is there. It's the Two Mad Beans Podcast. Yeah. Which now is a video, um, a video podcast. You've also been doing some ads i've seen your ads that you've been doing you did one for president mm-hmm. and companies and like i said i i just pray that one day they get to see what you are doing behind the scenes and you get a very great opportunity to even do more on a much larger scale so now in nurturing dreams why did you want to publish um poetry book and what was the process in publishing the book uh the book was the whole thought of the book was by accident okay i didn't think of publishing a book now so i always felt i had to publish a book but i never felt the time was right okay. so uh last year being the 10th year in poetry i just wanted to do a book collection in pdf and just share it around okay then something strike me so i had a discussion with a friend who said oh 10 years that's 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 a long long way to go with yeah. poetry so why not publish a book and sell it and i was like no Ghanaians don't buy and they don't buy poetry and she said no publish it to work yeah yeah so when the thought of me selling it strike my mind i was like oh okay what if i sell this book and i buy a camera because i needed yeah. a camera to work i have so much ideas but i don't have the equipment to work with 
So that was the beginning of the book. Okay. And funny enough, the book also became a healing process for me. Okay. So most of the things I've never shared to anyone, I shared it in the book. book. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that we writers of poets do so much. So the dedication is said to anxiety and fear Mm -hmm. for our collaborative effort to make this work a success. And like that is looking at that, it, it was just beautiful because often when we look at anxiety and we think of fear, we think them as negative force. Yeah. But for you, you dedicate this book to your anxieties and fear because you, you, you believe that these were the driving force of mm-hmm. making this work a yeah. success. How does that happen? Because I can see that sometimes the same anxiety and fear drives people to not achieve dreams. Mm-hmm. But for you, you, you use anxiety and fear as a driving force to complete this masterpiece. Mm-hmm. So tell us, how do people change their anxieties and fears into something positive? Mm-hmm. So, I dedicated the book to anxiety and fear because uh, they helped me a lot through this process of writing the book. Okay. And I've I've gone I've gotten to know that people, as you said, people have this negative connotation to anxiety, anxiety and, fear. and fear. Yeah. But with my anxiety and fear, it's like my superpower. Okay. When I feel anxiety, when I'm doing something, I feel anxiety. I feel I'm the right on I'm on the right path, path. To, do, okay. to do more. When I when I feel fear. That's why I get more closer to God. Mm. That, okay, God is directing me to somewhere. Yeah. That is, I'm stepping out of Your my, comfort my comfort zone, zone to do something great. Wow. So the wow. fear is my superpower. That okay, you're getting somewhere. It's like the light I'm holding on to. So that's how I, my mind is shaped. So anything I'm doing that I don't feel that edge, I don't yeah. feel that anxiety. I don't feel like it's going to be something great. Any, wow. any, anything great, you have to feel that amount of fear yeah. and anxiety. So, yeah. Because then what's the point? Because if you can do something, then it's okay. But when you feel like you might fail, but then mm-hmm. you still want to, to go do. out there. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read one of your poems and okay. then you tell me the inspiration behind it. Sure. So this one is friend. Okay. A friend left, a shoulder fell, heart jacked aptly towards end, equilibrium of torn laughter, fuzzy dreams stitched, lonely walk through creepy October. Dead man came home for dinner. Tears sighed. Bed sank on a seabed. Home. A masquerade of thoughts. Welcome an enemy with kiss. Hell froze time. A Magedon. God's fiction tale of hope. An infiltrator brought her smile. Shook the foundation of her giggles. A name stopped walking through the tunnel of my truth. Her name was love. Choked on the smell of her veil. How could I have known when there was nothing to know beside the beauty your anger fetched? The heap of guilt will someday be my only friend. Today I gaze at the sun. It's my only friend from above. Whenever you come home, you will forever be my last. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, so this, this poem, this friend. This is a beautiful poem. Yeah, this, this poem, friend. I think I was in love then. Yeah, okay. I think I was in love and Does the love has a name? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Adult Anonymous. Yeah. I get it. So I had I had a love then and things didn't work out. And so the the feeling just came and I was writing. Mm. And I didn't want to go in that dimension of talking about how crazy life is and all yeah. that. So I had to also appreciate the 
the friendship part of love. Wow. Yeah, it's so hard to... It's, like, it's beautiful. So all these poems, did you write them down or when you started to do the project, you were able to reflect all the um, the emotions to write them at a piece? What I mean is that were they poems that you kept mm-hmm. or they just came back to you when you started to write the book? So I've somewhere already written down that I've okay. never shared and some to how to write them from scratch when okay. I made up my mind to write. Yeah. And most of them were fresh poems that I had okay. to write. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to read one more sure. and then you tell me the inspiration behind sure. this. A table turned. Mm-hmm. I saw this day coming. I saw penguins flying. They flapped freedom against wind of doubt. There were many marching on the canvas of Azuri. I saw eagles walking with their heads down. They punched the belly of earth for worms. They cried in unison for a savior. They were scattered on green garments of earth. I saw humans folding, garments to cover their shame. I saw this day in the eyes of a baby who was feeding a mother. A father was a thief of his own time. The sun won't tell the true time, and the moon won't stop talking of seasons and times. I saw sea hiding in the mouth of fishes, fishes breathed of freedom that came. I saw death giving hope to a deserted life. This was freedom. This is what we prayed for. A table turn. Yeah. This is deep. Yeah. This is deep. (laughs) Like, you saw the sea hiding in the mouth of the fishes. That's... What inspired the poem, and what is the meaning behind all this metaphor? So this, this, this is a summary of my life. I saw this day come. I saw me growing up to this point. I saw me achieving all this thing at a point. I saw that God was going to renew my life to be who I am today. Okay. So all these impossibles that I saw in my head, they are now happening. I had so many big dreams, and. Some thought it was it was a joke. Now along the line, some thought I was even driving on the wrong path because mm. these dreams wouldn't amount to anything in Ghana. Yeah. And today I I can sit comfortably and say no, everything I dreamt of were were from God. Where they were divine. So basically, the metaphors inside were is they are trying to tell you that the impossibles will happen. Yeah. When you believe in God, and I saw this day coming. So, wow. Wow. So I'm just going to give you back your book and then you choose one poem and read to us. Okay. Okay. That's the last poem in the book. The end. As the curtains draw closer, Simon or in Simon 4 and let them give tales of my walk. As bar if I filled my head with the crown he planted on. Did it bloom into flowers he conceived harvesting today? If my walk infested the path, he blessed me. Let his heart say it. Let the gods not accept my white fowl. A decade was a sneak peek from a mile away. Summon all the women I wooed with my poems and all men who dreaded my existence to eulogize me or spit on my failure. My heart is filled with sun of gratitude. I have truly lived my time. I defeated death. A cry is my testimony. The daughter of St. Patel's no lie. Remember me each day like you set up to fend for your children's happiness. Yeah. Wow. So, are you saying that you're not going to write poetry again? Uh, okay. So, I wanted to write just one book in my entire life, and that's like like how Noah Hill has only one album. So I wanted to write just one book, but 
along the line, I felt like, no, nah, this is crazy. I have yes. to write more books. Yes. I have to write more yes. books. So I want yes. to, I want to, my next book might be a novel. Okay. So I want to uh, also make people appreciate my story part. Yeah. The things I can write. So my next book might be a, a novel and, and have the right story to write on. Great. Because I think... I also know that part of you. We used to write scripts yeah, together. Script, yeah, true. You were the one that introduced me to final draft. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you wrote movie scripts yeah. a lot. Yeah. So guys, we are not just poor to hey, <laughs> behind the scenes. Then some Oscar movies that we are bringing. No, we be a moon change. Wow, it's 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 been amazing. Yeah. So now we've, we've spoken about your your dreams when it comes to making this book possible now let's talk about your podcast i okay. want us to talk about the genesis of the podcast and now where it is now mm, the podcast was also by accident so i had this friend kobe okay and uh, when i was in my national service he told the girlfriend to come to my office for some movies so when the lady came and she spoke i was like whoa you have the voice for radio mm. that was my my remark to her that you have the voice for radio and that's my nature i love to tell people what i feel they yeah. can do so she said oh yeah people tell me i have the voice but radio in a cry is tough to penetrate and yeah yeah and i said okay why why not try podcast and she said podcast what is podcast <laughs> and so i told her okay i'll try and create something for us to talk on that's two madness podcast so the yeah. two of us we talk about a whole lot of things yeah. and all that yeah so okay so along the line she got busy with school and other stuff and i wanted to quit the whole podcast thing people were enjoying the podcast yes and one interesting thing is that my friends on social media were coming off on the podcast and on that where i was i was getting to see them physically because most yeah. of them have not seen them before yeah. but through the podcast I, I was interacting with them one-on-one and i enjoyed the whole ride and i'm not the best talker i don't love to talk much i love to write but I felt, no, why not also polish the side of you? Yeah. yeah so that's how the podcast started. It's, it's, it's the third season now. I remember the 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 episode that you had me on. Yeah. We spoke about stereotyping. Yeah, stereotyping. Like, I remember that day we were all grouped around one yeah. phone. The yeah. place was hot. Yeah, and hot. all the hustle behind yeah. bringing that episode. And it was really great because we had a... A very lengthy and um, very inspiring conversation mm-hmm. around the subject of stereotyping. I yeah. think it was me and Nazel, yeah, yes, and Nazel. I think one other friend yeah. of yours, yeah. yes, Nana and Nana Kwame. And yeah. it was really a great episode when we spoke about stereotyping and everything. So, what's made what made you um, transition into video? So, when I got my camera, I felt okay. Let me also stretch my boundary form the the seven platform that my podcast have been hosted on okay. and also bring it on youtube so i felt okay now let's let's create something for youtube youtube also has a big niche for yeah people on on there to also watch so that's a transition to youtube but yes so my audio it's been a while that i uploaded the audio version on oh, the seven yeah. platform but within this month i'll try and upload the new episodes on there okay okay wow and now you are doing photography too. Mm. I've seen a couple of your pictures on Instagram and I like them. There's one bit that you took of a guy. I don't know which guy was it, but it was really cool. Okay, okay. It was more like a um, how do, close up. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like that picture. And I one I think I like your pictures for the 
the natural feel that it has okay. like yeah that is one of the things that i like about your photography charlie thank you. Spa. thank you i know that you will the sky is not the limit it's just Amen. the starting point because you are born for greatness so um finally what would you say to somebody going through a season of depression because what they thought they wanted could not come to pass what is your inspiration or your word to people out there listening how can they um live their life in the face of anxiety and fear or uncertainty about the future how can they make a change how can they nurture their dreams even when they have nothing in other words, I'm asking you what helped you to come this far. Recently, recently I've had uh, regret with things I should have done way back. So I'll use that as an advice. Okay. So in the meantime that you're going through all this depression because certain things are not adding up for you, the best you can do is to learn. Okay. Learn so much. Learn, learn everything that you can learn. Okay. Because, see, when the time is right, you need all these things to come together. Okay. So the the feeling of being depressed is you live in the future. Yeah. When your mind is programmed into the future, you start having depression. Live in the moment. What can you do now? And the best thing you can do now is to learn so much on what you want to do. Yeah. But currently, you can easily log on to the internet, YouTube, anywhere, and learn so much. Yes. See, you can learn so much on your own. Just just devote yourself and have a plan of every day don't live in the future the future belongs to god yeah but how prepared are you for the future yeah you might think so some years back all the things that i was thinking that i have to achieve if if those things came to pass trust me i wouldn't have gotten this far yeah i would have also lost those things along the way because i didn't have the the right the right knowledge the and right character to, to hold them exactly so just keep on learning Keep on learning. Each day, learn, learn, learn. Never stop learning. So I have these um, questions. Anyone who comes to the Anonymous podcast chooses one. So choose one and then you tell me what question you have and then you answer. I suppose to read it all. Yeah, you would. You will read it. Uh, Who in your life, apart from your family, has been like a family to you? Ah. Oh, okay. Celebrate him or her. Can I mention <laughs> more than a name? Yes, mention as many as you want. Uh, Josie. Oh. Yeah, but Josie. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Lanette. Okay. Yeah. Amanda. Amanda. Uh, Black Sam. Okay. Mm, he, he gave my first platform. Black wow. Sam, AJJ Ban, Anajimai. I have a long name. JY. Yeah, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Dufier. Yeah, Omar. Yeah. All my people, I know they know them, they know themselves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God bless them all. Yes, yes. So, this is quite just saying that God bless you all for what you've, I mean, for being a part of his journey. So, if you want um, a copy of the book, if somebody wants a copy of the poetry book, how do they get it? You kindly call me or WhatsApp me on 024793. Three three two two seven zero two four seven nine three three two two seven. Okay, and then you have a copy of the book. How much is the book going for? 
Someone want me pay 100 cities. Wow, so the book is just going for just 100 cities. And, and we need it. to support our own because, I mean, that is the only way we can also be out there. Publishing in Ghana is crazy. It's tough. It's tough. Like, it involves a lot of money and everything. Mm-hmm. So the book is going for just 100 cities. It's a poetry book that has many insights of his own life. Mm-hmm. And then you will enjoy it. What about your uh, podcast? Mm-hmm. Where do people watch it? And the social media handles that people can follow you on. So the podcast is Two Mad Beans Podcast. The mad is M-A-D, mad. Two Mad Beans Podcast. Um, okay. We are on YouTube, we are on Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon podcast, Google podcast. You just Google put two mad means podcast. Two mad means yeah. podcast, and then you would have access to it. And then with photography, if anybody wants to book you for any photo shoot session, mm-hmm. how do they? The same number. Okay. Yeah, the same number zero two four seven nine three three two two seven. Just call WhatsApp me. Yeah. Okay. And what about the ads that if anybody have any small business <laughs> that they want to, they want to do an ad, you are here. So if you have any business or any business idea that you want to do an ad, you don't need to even worry yourself about yeah. the storyline for the ad because Kujo is already a storyteller and um, he will take you through the process of what you would need for the ad so yeah. you just contact the number that has been given you can what's your facebook name nanen chibosiakon nanen chibosiakon and then instagram uh, na so you check on him on all the social media platforms that he has um he has told you about especially now that we are um, advocating for entrepreneurship in our country if you just have any idea you just contact him and he's going to like help you with how to do your ads because now we are in a in a in a media world yeah anything sells exactly yes if you are able to put the right structures in place so with a very good ads people can understand the the product that you are selling exactly. and then they can also get in touch so if you are listening and you have any art that you want for your project you don't need to crack your brain yeah. with what you need to do all you need to do is to contact him on instagram he's bosiakon and on facebook he's um bosiakon and also um he gave out the number there could you just Give us the number lastly. Okay, zero two four seven nine three three two two seven. Okay, so you need to contact him and then he will gladly help. So Kujo, thank you so much for coming for us to have this um, episode. Sure. I am sure that your story has inspired people out there listening, whether they are on their own path of their of nurturing their dreams, whether they are in the surviving stage or thriving stage, sure. or even in the societal stage, mm-hmm. you have given hope that there is something on the other side of yeah. life and you don't need to know what the future holds. You exactly. just need to take one step at a time. And you also mentioned that you should learn. Yeah. And I think that's also something that also advocates a lot. Um, you were the one that taught me final draft. Mm-hmm. You gave me, yes. And watching YouTube videos, how people write and all those things, I was able to get my hand on final draft. When I started with this podcast, I sought your advice, how to go about it. And I, I just watched YouTube 
YouTube videos and this whole podcast is about YouTube yeah. like just watching YouTube yeah. the editing and yeah. everything so there are so many knowledge out there exactly. that we can we don't have an excuse you don't have an excuse you only need to learn so that when the right opportunity comes you know that you have prepared for the moment so this is from us to you that if you are battling with any um, issue of depression first of all you have to accept what is going on Mm -hmm. with you contact um you can go to the nearest um clinic so if you are in Accra, i know you can go to kolebu you can go to lekma 37 they have a mental um health um how do i put it um uh, department that helps with people that helps people when it comes to these things you can also send um an email to joe official at gmail.com uh, or you can send me a message dm me on joe Inketia on all the social media platforms and then i would help you by getting um any of the institutions that could help you deal with your moment of depression or suicidal still or suicidal thoughts so please remember that as long as you are not dead there is so much hope to life you don't know what is ahead of you life is lived in moment and season today it might feel like you have nothing but hey there is more to come take inspiration from people who have done it people who started from nothing and are now doing great things and believe that you also can do it you just need a little bit discipline mostly that is what we run away from like we can't have it rosy all the time intentionality and discipline is what you really need and hard work you just need to make up your mind to do that because every successful person that you see has a little bit of hard work even if their parents are super rich (laughs) there has to be a level of hard work and intentionality and discipline to sustain that form of riches or success so yeah this in this um this is the end of the episode and we hope that you have enjoyed it do have the best of your day week or weekend depending on when you listen to this podcast and stay blessed bye Bye. we are signing out